Let's all wake up to a fresh brew of Sega Sun. Rise from your grave.
Good morning, one and all, and welcome to a brand new edition of Sega Sunrise. In case you've forgotten who I am, I am Green Viper, and for the next, well, I don't know how long it's going to be. That's the thing, because this is a pre-record, so it can go on for as long as I like. But for however long that ends up being, we've got for you hours of spooky tunes to get you up on this Halloween morning. Hope you're all doing well. If you are currently listening live, so to say, you know, in big air quotes, do join us down in the Discord. That is radiose.ga forward slash Discord and you can come and hang out with all the lovely people over there. I'll be sure to pop my head in at least once or twice throughout the show if I can. A minimum, that is. So, uh, what you just heard there was well, to kick off the show, a brilliant track by none other than Raph and I can't give you all the full details of that one just yet, because like I mentioned, this is a pre-record, so it's all coming together in time, so I actually don't know what the track's called or anything like that, but if you go ahead and check out the podcast version of this very episode, I will go ahead and link all of Raph's uh, band camp and everything down below, and I'll also give everyone the full credits they deserve, but I'll be giving everyone else their credits at the end of the show as well. Uh, after that, you heard from Utakumi575, that was Trick or Treat. A track which has always been absent from all the Halloween shows we've done here on Radio Sega because up until this year, here's the explanation, up until this year it was in uh, Romaji, so as a result I didn't actually know um, that the name of the track was Trick or Treat. Now I do, so it's perfect to start off a Halloween episode with one that we've never started or even featured in any other Halloween show before. After that from Two Point Hospital you heard Spooky Heart Party, the Tiki Heart Party Halloween version, and the last track of the block there was from the House of the Dead Saturn, that was Theme of the Magician. What else could you have? The Stage 5 Boss BGM. If we go over a track from the OG House of the Dead, or pretty much any House of the Dead for the matter, that is Halloween stuff, you've got to of course have a little bit of Theme of the Magician in there, so we did exactly just that. Well, coming up throughout the show, we got all the usual Sega Sunrise trappings. That means we're going to be reading you your local news headlines, your local Sega news where you are. We're also going to be reading out what's been going on on October 31st historically. So all the stuff that's happened on October 31st in the past. We're going through that for you as well. And then afterwards, we will also be getting into details of a giveaway. Yes, you could win... Well, I'm not going to reveal what it is just for you yet, but you could be winning something if you answer my riddle for me. It's kind of a riddle. You'll you'll see what I mean once we get into the block itself. But like I mentioned, this is mainly going to be a lot of tunes, but we have got some of the old Sega Sunrise haunts. (laughs) See what I did there? Coming up throughout the show. So be sure to keep it locked. But for the most part, this is all going to be the tunes. And there's not an awful lot more I can go through in this first block of... first talk break of the show really so why don't we go ahead and get on in some more music straight away yes only three minutes into the talk break we're already cutting it short because well the next blocks are where the action happens and trust me there is a lot of music here in comparison to a normal sunrise so let's kick things off with a track from astro boy also known as astro boy tetsuan atom i believe that is and that's uh, this is a track known as advent of the devil when we come back it will be time to read you out the Sega news headlines where you are, where everyone is, because they're the same all around the world. You get the point. This is Sega Sunrise, back for one spooky-themed edition only. And, well, it's only on Radio Sega, funnily enough.
As international travel opens up for the first time since the start of the pandemic, travellers are looking for new, more exciting destinations than they visited in the past. So we're a new kind of travel agent, giving you the chance to visit destinations you never could have dreamed of prior to 1998. We're Sonic Adventures, and this Halloween is the perfect time to visit Pumpkin Hill, the place where your troubles won't get to you, you can just creep and find your lost piece. You can see the locals, that they may just vanish as fast as they appear. Plus, you can cry pumpkin in the alleys, eat the finest chicken, don't be scared. Plus, for the more adventurous of you, you can climb a wall, start to fly and go in deeper. So, for prices that won't make you chuckle this Halloween, book your trip to Pumpkin Hill with Sonic Adventures. Find us in Station Square. back to Sega Sunrise. That was a track from Samurai Spirits, Tenkaichi Ken Kakuden. Oh boy, every time. That was from the arcade version, and that was Halloween, the theme of Island Castle Connell by the looks of it. Before that from Resident Evil Code Veronica, that was a moment of relief. Before that from Shining Force 2, Ancient Ceiling, Symphonic Suite, that was the Devil's Advent. Before that from Princess Crown, that was Devil in the Alpha, and Kicking the Block from Astro Boy, also known as Astro Boy. Tetsu One Atom, that was Advent of the Devil. Well, let's get into a little bit of news then. As always, I'd like to give a huge thank you to Sega Bits. That's always who I'll credit in my Sega Sunrise episodes. Thank you to them for providing this news. But, of course, we're going to give our own take and our own spin on things. So, the first headline of the day is Sega opens a new arcade in Ikebokuro. So, Sega's Ikebokuro famous arcade location closed down after 28 years in operation back in September to the dismay of many fans of the globe over. However, Sega have opened what they dubbed Volume 1 of a larger arcade project, with Volumes 2 and 3 soon to follow. 
The new location can be found just across the street from Sega's historic arcade spot. Yeah, that was a bit of a sad news story at the time it dropped, wasn't it? Such an iconic location, like we mentioned, 28 years. And they just decided to close it out of the blue one day in September. Um, it was like something like two weeks notice, was it? It was a little bit out of nowhere, and to drop such a landmark of Japanese culture just close the doors one day. Very strange. Um, so it's nice to see that they've gone ahead and reopened the arcade. As, as we mentioned, literally just across the street. So it does seem a little bit pointless, but I guess you know, rent must have been cheaper. From what I remember reading, it's five floors tall. So, you know, that is a lot of floors uh, for an arcade anyway. But, you know, I don't think that's as much as the location they just replaced. But still, arcades are still alive in Japan, thank goodness. Despite what Sega's arcade business seemed to be pointing towards the last year, they are still kicking, as is the Japanese arcade industry in general. So, here's hoping that volumes two and three of this little project do go to plan and we get some cracking new arcade locations open up, uh, hopefully to damage the repair that was done by the closure of their iconic Ikebokuro um, location. Then after that, oh, was it after that? Was it technically before that? I think it was before that. We saw the release of Classic Sonic in Sonic Racing on iOS. So you might recall this was teased back during the Sonic Central livestream in June, but Classic Sonic has finally been added to the Apple Arcade exclusive. With his gorgeous red Sonic Drift car, Green Hill and new tunes in tow, his appearance is notable for visibly being more in line with his Sonic Generations appearance. And the flavour text included alongside his release also drills this in, as it states that he's actually the past version of Sonic. For those of you who paid any attention to Sonic Forces story, and I can't say I blame you if you didn't, this is notable because in that game it actually vetoes Generations explanation and it says that Classic Sonic is instead a Sonic from another dimension. So, that means we're going back to Generations canon. The canon chops and changes in this franchise all the time. And we're going back to Generations, which people seem to like. People like the concept that he was from the past more than he was from another dimension. And I can kind of agree with that. It's a bit of a silly veto because, you know, he is technically the old version of Sonic, right? So it kind of counts. It works that way, I guess. But uh, it, it, it's silly the way they ch keep changing it. And you know, now we got the old version of the canon back again. But does this mean that we're up for another shaking of the canon in Sonic Rangers? To be honest, I guess we're just going to have to stay tuned and find out, because who even knows anymore? This could just be one spin-off getting it wrong again, and they'll veto this again in the future. But it does seem like maybe Forces is going down the canonical pan, um, which, you know, to many of us will be considered a good thing anyway. The next little bit of news I wanted to talk about here is that Yakuza Black Panther 2 is getting an English fan translation in the year 2022. So a fan translation group known as Team K4L have been hard at work behind the scenes preparing a complete translation of the PSP-based Japan-only smash hit sequel known as Yakuza Black Panther 2. For those not in the know, the first game in the series was mostly translated earlier this year, having been in development since 2014, but now it's the turn of the second game when it releases on January 7th, 2022. I never actually ended up checking out uh, Yakuza Black Panther 1, the English version. I own the game, the actual UMD of it, but I've never got around to checking out the English fan translation. Um, from what I heard, most of the sub-stories weren't done, so it's only the main story, and I did see some bug reports in the thread that never got fixed. Um, some soft locks that happen if you want to play on a real PSP, which I think I probably would. So, yeah. 
Still has some problems, but Yakuza Black Panther 2 looks like it has more of a real team behind it. Um, as opposed to the original English translation. So I have faith for this one. It looks like it can be really good based on the proper fancy um, release... Well, not release. The reveal trailer that they put on the r slash Yakuza Games uh, fan channel over on YouTube. It looks really proper. Uh, the the video itself looks really proper and professional and the game itself does look to be a rather dashing translation so here's hoping it's a great one once that releases over in 2022 and we've got a developing situation last of all so some of you might have heard about this some of you this might be fresh news to Cotton Guardian Heroes not Guardian Heroes that's a completely different game a completely different Saturn game Cotton Guardian Force Saturn Tribute on Nintendo Switch has been cracked wide open by modders and hackers. So, fans have discovered inside the recent Switch re-release that there is a perfectly functioning Sega Saturn emulator capable of playing a vast majority of the commercial games you would want to play flawlessly. The emulator itself is believed to be derived from the SSF emulator, the popular Donny-sounding, but not actually Donny, PC-based Saturn emulator, known for prioritising its speed over its hardware accuracy. Users will need a modded Switch and a legitimate copy of the game, but the doors are blown wide open for Saturn emulation on the console once both are obtained. The game is due for release on Steam in the near future, but... However, I believe it's currently available on PS4, I could be wrong, but PS4 homebrews are a different point in time to where you have to be on a really old system version in order to use it so i don't think it's going to be up and running on there but the ps4 is also a much more powerful console so i don't know if that can already emulate saturn so in the community there have been a few efforts to get saturn running on the switch before but they've always been a tad slow and they've never quite been at the level of performance which most people would want to actually you know play games so this is the first one that comes in perfectly playable everything i've tested on it so far has worked great sometimes you do need a custom.ini file but for the most part you can just drop your roms in rename them to the appropriate game in my case it was cotton 2 that i ended up picking up uh, you just drop that in drop the rom in and it works and it works so well i've always been a big fan of the ssf emulator um being that it's the best performing saturn emulator and one that people rarely forget or rarely remember to actually link people to when they're trying to do their saturn emulation um it's like the least hardware intensive but yet it's got the best performance so i've always been a fan of it you know it's not the most hardware accurate and there's always been some slight problems with it which some people will lament more than others but for the most part it was always really good on pc so it's nice to see that they've taken a branch of that and brought it over to the switch and i'm shocked by how well and how fast this runs so if you've got a modded switch or you're looking into it now that you've got an oled and you've got a perfectly normal switch lying around that's capable of being modded well why, uh, why not go ahead and give it a go i'd highly recommend it there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with a modded switch but this in particular is the news piece for today so go ahead and grab yourself a copy of cotton saturn tribute i'd probably recommend the cartridge it would make it a little bit easier to rip over to the system but otherwise um go ahead and give it a download i don't think you'll regret it in the slightest it's a fantastic game and now a great emulator for Saturn games on the Switch and you'll be sure to have a blast with those as well. Well then, that's enough talking from me. Let's crack on with some more music and I hope you're not going to be doing any cracking because it's a bit of a violent title coming up next so certainly wouldn't want you to be doing that. You know, we're all for the spooks here but 
there comes a limit. So, no cracking skulls. Got it? Best be on your best behavior. And while I keep an eye on you, here's a track from Warhammer 40,000 Door of War. Dawn of War 2. Man, speaking's a challenge today. This is Blood and Skulls. And when we come back, we'll be revealing to you what happened on this day on October 31st, historically, in Sega News. Don't go anywhere. This is Sega Sunrise right here on Radio Sega.
finding it hard to keep hold of all your golden rings? Is it a stretch to stop thieves from stealing your belongings? We can help! Here at Warehog Security, the number one choice in nighttime security systems, we've got a team of experts who are ready to unleash their experience and help keep your valuables protected. And, if the worst should happen, we'll work with the long arm of the law. Nobody can rooftop run from us. Warehog Security. Warehog? Earhog. What you just heard there was a track from Decap Attack, of course. The de facto Halloween game. How else did you go with anything else? It's pretty much the Christmas nights to Halloween in Sega Goings. That was level 7. Before that, from Sonic and Knuckles, Sand Off the Zone Act 2. Before that, from Puyo Puyo, that was Satan. Before that, from Castlevania Bloodlines, that was Vampire Killer. Before that, from Sonic CD US, they took a funky boss theme and made it utterly terrifying. That was the US boss theme. Well, that from Bayonetta 2, that was Blood and Darkness, and kicking off the block from Warhammer 40k, Dawn of War 2, that was Blood and Skulls. And like mentioned, last music break, before the last music break, we're going to be talking about the happenings that historically went down on October 31st in the Sega world. So let's kick things off. You're going to see quite quickly, there's not a lot of stuff, but let's head on over to 1996. The Saturn's Netlink internet modem is released in America. The peripheral, with the addition of special discs, allowed users to read their emails, access basic internet pages, and of course the most famous feature of all was online play. Users could play Daytona USA Champion Circuit Edition, or CCE, Duke Nukem 3D, Saturn Bomberman, Sega Rally Plus, and Virtual On over the internet with their friends. The peripheral only officially released in North America and Brazil, but a test run was circulated in Finland before it was decided that the various European telephone infrastructures couldn't support the service. In 2017, members of the Dreamcast Talk Forum managed to get the service back online using VoIP communication on modern internet connections. In 1999, the last version of Calypso was released for MS-DOS. The emulator and debugger was capable of playing Master System and Game Gear titles. Jumping all the way forward now, yep, this is how light on stuff we are, to 2018. And perhaps the most newsworthy of all of these is that Aspect Digital Entertainment, who were previously trading as Aspect Corporation, closes its doors after declaring bankruptcy on this day in 2018. The company was loyal to Sega in the 90s, creating a large number of games for the Game Gear, Moss System, Saturn, and even the Pico. During the same period, they da- they began to dabble in games from the Super Famicom and the Bandai Wonderswam, but they would leave Sega behind in 2002 when they began making games for the PS2 and DS. Arguably their most notable game in the post-Sega days was Meteos Disney Magic, a Disney-themed version of the legendary puzzle game created by both Tetsuya Mizuguchi and Masahiro Sakurai. Their last game together would also be the first and only 3DS title they released, as in 2013 they released Power Rangers Megaforce. But their last known credit goes to 2016's Dead or Alive Extreme 3. If you do not know Dead or Alive Extreme 3, don't Google it while you're at work or you're around your family or you're around friends, because it is strictly not safe for work. What a weird ending to an otherwise completely not not safe for work company 
but yeah, that was their final game. They're just credited in it. They must have provided some development assistance, but still kind of strange when they went from making stuff for the Pico back in the day to Dead or Alive Extreme 3. But there we go. Uh, Sega Ages Fancy Star is also released in Japan for the Nintendo Switch. And in 2019, Sega Ages Shinobi releases in Japan. Are there any historical Sega events that I have missed that occurred on October 31st, aside from maybe fictional ones? We're only going with the real things here. But yeah, a little bit of a light day in terms of Sega history, so much so that I had to include the release of an MS-DOS emulator for one of the happenings, because there's just that little stuff. It's just not a popular time to release games. Everyone's holding them till November, or they've already got them out for the holiday season at that point. So... Not much happened on October 31st, especially since it's a holiday in itself. It's like releasing a game on Christmas. Who do you think is going to go out and buy it? They're too busy celebrating. Um, but there was still some stuff here and there. Um, yeah, Aspect closing its doors a little bit sad, to the point where it was relatively quiet. I didn't even know Aspect was still a thing until it popped up in my searches. I just assumed they bit the dust long ago, but no, they were, they were still going, producing the finest shovelware known to mankind nothing particularly good after a Meteor's Disney edition like I mentioned but even before then they were faltering a little bit but irregardless still sad they did make some classic games especially for the Game Gear Master system back in the day aside from that uh, Sega Ages Fantasy Star and Sega Ages Shinobi are great games of course the best ports of each respective game but M2 uh, Wizards at emulation so that should come as no surprise to anyone whatsoever certainly none to me I was not shocked, but outside of that, yeah, not too much. We've never messed with the Saturn Netlink internet modem because I live in Europe. I don't live in Finland, as is quite obvious uh, by the accent. I guess it's not obvious because I could have moved there, but still. (laughs) I don't live there anyway. I've never lived in America. I've never owned an American Saturn, uh, so I don't have any experiences with the Netlink whatsoever. Um... Japan didn't even get the net link as you would have picked up on based on what I said. They actually had their own version of the net link which came out before as you'd expect because it's Japan you know they're gonna get the Sega stuff first rightfully. It's a Japanese company after all. Um, but no um, they had a completely different version that was actually less powerful than the one that released in America for some reason. Quite weird how things work out like that sometimes but yeah, either way that's the most notable thing that happened I would guess on paper not an awful lot well then let's continue with some more music now and time for a little bit of a short music break but still a good one nonetheless and let's kick things off with a track from jet set radio and it's a classic a staple on my halloween shows so if you ever played jet set radio you know at the end of the game the whole lure the trap of the game is that the character's reach the headquarters i can't remember the guy's name but they reach his headquarters but he has a mysterious record that's capable of mind control which is pitted against you it's been many years since i've beaten the game so that's a horrible description but either way this is said cursed record this is grace and glory then coming up afterwards a great track from sonic heroes you probably know it's going to be one or two don't you so we got that then we got some mad world then some patchy slot yakuza dead souls and then my my Murasaki. Which track do you think that's going to be? I do wonder. But join us in a moment when we reveal to you what the giveaway is, what you're winning, and how you can enter. 
and before then let's enjoy some great tunes such as this one playing right about now Flip the rats, flips a trash, flip the rats, flips a trash.
play Infectious, set the fresh shit, and I'm restless Check this, what you mess with is a death wish Let's get ready cause you can't stop mind change So I'll stop sign on your back blind side Walk like a tank, hit like a tank Laugh all the way with the money to the bank Crush, kill, destroy, opponent I'm a survivor, only component Zoning, gotta make it to the next morning Roman, seeing who I'm gonna hit, honing Pinpoint accurate, laser aim In the system, but I ain't playing your game
Trick or treat. Give me some candy. Give me some candy. For one morning only, this is Sega Sunrise right here on Radio Sega. We just heard there was a track from My My Murasaki. What else would it be? But Living Ghost is Alive. Before that, from Patchy Slot, Yakuza Dead Souls, also known as Patchy Slot, Ryo Gagotoku of the End. That was Pulse Within the Paradox. Before that, from Mad World, that was Survival. Before that, from Sonic Heroes, was Mystic Mansion. And kicking off the block from Jet Set Radio, that was Grace and Glory. Right, well, it's giveaway time, and 
let me just say, you've got a chance of winning a shirt or mug of your choosing from the Radio Sega shop. So it's coming out of my own pocket, unfortunately. But sometimes the needs must. I thought we had to have a giveaway on a special episode of Sega Sunrise. So this is what I've gone for. So I'm going to give you a clue. And it's kind of a riddle, kind of not. You'll see what I mean. But I'm going to describe a spooky Sega game poorly. So I'm going to give you a bad description of a spooky Sega game. You know, I've removed all the spook. You're going to have to let me know what game this is. And if you get the correct answer, you'll win a shirt or mug of your choosing. Um, I am not going to take giveaways on Discord. I'm not going to allow them in public chat. So you're going to need to email me, viper at radiosega.net. Uh preferably with a subject that relates to Sega Sunrise, so I know that that's what you're getting in touch for, because otherwise it can be a little bit confusing. I get a lot of spam emails, point being. Um, But (laughs) Sega Sunrise uh, being the subject or contained somewhere in the email, I'll know what you're on about. So you can enter this until the 7th of November, so that means... Anyone listening on our podcast, if you're listening before the 7th of November 2021, you've still got a chance. So be sure to let me know the answer. Send me an email and I'll let you know if you're in the giveaway or not. So as as based on that, you can guess it's going to be if multiple people get the right answer, then they're going to be put into a draw to win. Like I say, it's a shirt or mug of your choosing. So anything you want from there that is a shirt or a mug, you can have no other stipulations but it can't be a hoodie or anything like that shirt or mug some people do like to ask questions about these sort of things sometimes so i hope that clears it up anyway once again this is a spooky sega game described poorly i don't think i can do any more preamble you must understand by now if not i'm sure there's some social media posts you can rely on so here is the clue in 2006 two guests attend a dinner party that's your clue so once again you're looking for a Sega game a spooky Sega game that I've described poorly I've removed all the spook from this spooky Sega game so once again that clue in 2006 two guests attend a dinner party what game could that be do let me know at viper at radiosega.net. You've got until November 7th. Like I mentioned, I will ship worldwide because I know that is sometimes a question. So you will get your item if you're the rightful winner of this giveaway. Best of luck, everyone. Do let me know how you get on. I will give you your yes or no's if you send me the emails in accordingly. But best of luck. hope for your sake that you get the prize. If not, um, you know. I'm sorry about that, I guess, but I can't update this episode to include who the winner is. I will let you know in the description of the podcast. So check back after November 7th to see what that is if you didn't already find out from elsewhere. Okay then, let's get into some more tracks now, and this is our final form music block of the show. And let's kick it off with a vocal track, a rather silly one at that, from Puyo Puyo Vocal Tracks Volume 2. This is known as Hauntingly Fun Twin Ghosts, the vocal version. When we come back, can you believe it's already time to end our special spooky adventure? I can hardly believe it, but it must be so. This is Sega Sunrise right here on Radio Sega.
looking for the best baked goods, come visit the house of the bread. Whole grains are waiting for you. Suffer like she did if you miss out.
And for one last time, we are back. This is Sega Sunrise right here on Radio Sega. And what you just heard there was a track from Pew 15th Anniversary. That was Advent to Primp, Dark Prince slash Dark Prince's theme. Before that, from The House of the Dead 4. That was a decomposition dance. Before that, from Project Sekai Colorful Stage featuring Hatsune Miku. That was Full Force, Wonder Halloween event theme. Before that, a classic from Fantasy Star Universe. That was Halloween. Before that, from Hatsune Miku Project Diva X, that was The Humorous Dream of Mrs. Pumpkin. And kicking off the block from Puyo Puyo Vocal Tracks Volume 2, Hauntingly Fun Ghost Twins, the vocal version. And well, thank you ever so much for listening to today's Sega Sunrise. Now, remember, of course, how could you forget? Maybe you're new to Radio Sega. Maybe you just weren't around at the time it aired. If you've enjoyed this episode of Sega Sunrise, remember that we've got an entire season of the show you can go back to listen to and experience for the very first time, including many great guests, such as myself, but also many others in the Radio Sega hosting circles and community who joined us for extra special episodes of Sega Sunrise during the month of March 2021, our 15th anniversary. You can go ahead and check out those on all your favourite podcast platforms. Each episode is pretty much a self-contained special, but there's almost 20 of them to go ahead and listen to. Maybe it's more than 20, I don't remember. But point being, you've got so many to go back and listen to if you've never done so. Or if you have, why not go and listen through them all once again? I will say on that front, though, Sega Sunrise is definitely not a closed door, as this special has proven today. So... Make sure you subscribe on your podcast feed to check out when Season 2 is out or, you know, keep your eyes peeled on RadioSega.net. Listen to the rest of our live shows. Maybe you'll hear some more about Sega Sunrise a little bit sooner rather than later. Hmm. I'll be back sometime in the future. You know, myself, Green Viper 8, I'm not going to be back anytime soon. Pick and Mix is still on hiatus, and I'm on a hiatus from all things Radio Sega as well. But this was a nice little change of pace to come and do this instead of doing my normal business which is going ahead and streaming on twitch so if you've liked my voice and you've otherwise you know exhausted your listen to pick a mix top resort dreamcast hour if you're that dedicated um you can go ahead and check me out on twitch that is twitch.tv forward slash radio oh sorry no that's our twitch twitch.tv forward slash radio sega that's not what I meant to say. This is twitch.tv forward slash the Green Viper 8. That's where you can go ahead and find myself. Most of the time, that is, anyway. Um, but if you want to keep listening to Radio Sega, then you know, you're already on the website. But go to radiosega.net if you're not and go ahead and check out some of your favourite shows. Because I'm sure there's plenty of great ones coming for the rest of the weekend and throughout the week as well. Ah, well, all that remains to be said is a huge thank you to everyone who helped make this episode possible. So I'd like to give a huge thank you to Raf for helping out with the brand new tunes you've been hearing in the background. You know, brand new to you. They pre-exist, but they were perfect for this project. There's a couple new bits in there as well from Raf as well. So I'd like to give a huge thank you to him. I'd also like to thank Dwang, Gavi, SD and Grayfor, all of whom provided voiceover or made joke ads or they even helped contribute towards said joke ads I'd also like to give another thank you to Gabby as well for keeping the Sega Sunrise project going and mainly for the lovely new artwork which you are looking at if you're on podcasting services well then I'll probably leave you alone this time have a happy Halloween and I'll leave you with one more track from Castlevania Bloodlines because it's a banging OST as you already know so it's reincarnated stop there reincarnated soul the theme of stage one don't mix those two words up thank you as always for tuning in everyone i've been green viper 8 you can catch me over on pick and mix uh, over on your podcast feeds because it's not back at the moment otherwise keep listening to radio sega play your best sega music 24 7 
You are listening to Radio Sega.